June's Journey is a fascinating hidden object mystery gaming app where you'll play as June Parker, tasked with a daunting obligation, solve your sister's murder. Set in the 1920s, the era of glitz and glam, this family mystery is one for the ages. Everyone's a suspect until your investigation determines otherwise. The clues are all around you, hidden within tricky twists and turns. You'll collect detailed information about each character in your photo album where you'll comb over every detail. You can even join a detective's club to chat and play with others or against them in the detective's league. With hundreds of puzzles to solve, you should probably get started today. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Chorus of Booze. In the world's most expensive stadium, $5 billion. It can fit up to 100,000 fans, but not a single seat will be filled for the big football opener. Then... Sir, you have the wrong house. Cops batter down the door, but it's the wrong house. To me, it was terrifying. And DIY firefighting? I decided it would be a worthy investment. Buying your own fire truck. The extraordinary steps homeowners are taking to save their homes. And the COVID-19 side effect you never saw coming. Chip teeth. Everybody's under a lot more stress. Then war on rats. <laughs> On the front lines as these dog owners do what they can to eradicate the rat epidemic. And even on this day of remembrance, a nation divided. Why there are two rival ceremonies taking place to honor the victims. Plus, actress Candace Cameron Bure and the shocking photo she just posted. That's her husband. He can touch me anytime he wants it. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. The ratings are in for last night's NFL season opener, and preliminary numbers show that viewership was down more than 16% from last year. And the limited number of fans allowed into the stadium had a very mixed reaction to thank the you. players linking arms in what was called a moment of unity. A loud chorus of boos could actually be heard from the stands. The air was filled with anticipation. Please join us in a moment of silence dedicated to the ongoing fight for equality in our country. Both teams at game one coming together for a moment of unity just before kickoff. But instead of Thank silence, you. the players were met with a chorus of boos. More controversy came when the national anthem was played. The defending Super Bowl champs Kansas City Chiefs stood and many of the players linked arms. Others put their hand across their heart. Only one player, Alex Okafor, chose to kneel and raise his fist. The Houston Texans also made a statement of their own, staying in the locker room during the entire song. Game one was loaded with messages of social justice. R&B duo Chloe and Halle performed the Star Spangled Banner wearing t-shirts with the faces of Breonna Taylor and George Floyd. Lift every voice and sing. Alicia Keys belted out Lift Every Voice and Sing. 
commonly known as the Black National Anthem. Star quarterback Patrick Mahomes spoke about the booze after leading his team to victory. Being down there, I honestly didn't hear a, a lot of booing. Uh, so I've um, seen a little bit of the videos after, and I'm just, uh, uh, we wanted to show unity, and we wanted to show uh, we are going to come together and keep fighting the good fight, and I hope our fans will support us like they do uh, on the game every single day. Due to the pandemic, only 17,000 fans were permitted inside Arrowhead Stadium for the season opener, a fraction of the more than 76,000 it can hold. They were required to wear face masks and couldn't wander. They had to stay in designated pods or sections. Lisa Guerrero is in L.A. NFL football continues this Sunday, but most stadiums will look like this on game day, completely empty. That's especially impactful here at the Rams' new SoFi Stadium, which cost a whopping $5.5 billion to build, the most expensive stadium ever. Imagine spending that much money on a stadium with no fans. The stadium is finding creative ways to keep the spirit alive, like offering cardboard cutouts of fans to put in the stands. You can submit your picture and pick a blue jersey or a bone jersey, and uh, you could be sitting in the stands in the end zone. Loud music, exciting prompts. The cheerleaders can't be here, but we pre-recorded uh, performances with them. Maybe there's one consolation. With no fans in the stadium, at least scenes like these won't be replayed. It's estimated the NFL will be losing $1.3 billion just in ticket revenue by limiting the number of fans inside stadiums. The death of Breonna Taylor after police entered her home while executing a warrant has led to a lot of anger around the country. And now in Houston, another controversy over cops entering a home with guns drawn. Fortunately, this incident did not end in death. The Stephen Fabian reports it has left the family shaken. It was a total nightmare for this family when cops burst into their home, which turned out to be the wrong address. And get this, the outraged homeowner is a retired police officer. To me, it was terrifying. Luis Rodriguez tells Inside Edition he, his wife, and two kids were home in Houston when he heard deputies bang on the door and yell out they were looking for somebody named Curtis Rogers. And there's no Curtis Rogers that lives in this house. Sir, you have the wrong house. Up to the time when they were coming through the door, I still wasn't sure that these guys were police officers. I don't think you should open it. Suddenly, this happens. The deputies smash the door open using a battering ram. Chaos follows as Rodriguez and his son are ordered outside. Rodriguez says he was left with a bruise on his arm. What could have happened if this went completely wrong? I was afraid that they might discharge a firearm inside of my house and possibly, you know, injure or kill someone. To make matters worse, the incident took place on the day his daughter was celebrating her quinceanera, or 15th birthday. I thought somebody was trying to break into our house. This exclusive video shows Rodriguez and the deputies arguing outside. I told you at the door there was no such person here. It doesn't work like that. Everybody, everywhere we go says he ain't here. In a statement, the sheriff's office says deputies realized they made a mistake and the sheriff's office arranged to have the door replaced. 
The sheriff's office regrets the mistake and the incident is under review. We hadn't done anything wrong. We just was the last thing a family expects to happen to them in their own home. We got the world house. Turns out the house the police were looking for was actually just across the street. Fire still raging out west on the coast and some homeowners are now so concerned they're actually buying their own fire trucks. But as Lisa Guerrero reports, that comes with a serious warning from fire officials. As the historic West Coast fires rage on, some civilians are starting to wage war with their own hands by purchasing their own fire trucks. Bob Holbert is putting his fire truck up for sale. Do you teach that person how to operate the fire truck? Yeah, if they bought this truck, we'd show them how to run it and, and how to run the pump. Today I'm going to actually teach you how to use one of the hoses. You want to hold it, and then that's going to open and close it. We found ads posted on Craigslist for used fire trucks. The prices range from ten dollars to $20,000. Lance Williams purchased his fire truck several years ago. Now he's selling it. And if I'm not able to use it and it could give someone else that peace of mind, uh, I mean, I think it should be used. But without proper training, is it a good idea to own one? These are all the valves that control the different hose outlets. Cal Fire Deputy Chief Nick Schuler says owning a used fire truck could do more harm than good. What we're going to see is people that are buying used engines with the best intentions in mind that are going to end up either losing their lives or killing firefighters who are responding to their homes to save them when they try to get out too late. In Oregon, an extraordinary 10% of the state's population has been evacuated. That's more than a half a million people. This is all that's left in the northern California town of Berry Creek, ash and rubble. In Los Angeles, America's second largest city is recording its worst smog in 30 years. KCBS-TV meteorologist Danielle Gersh. The record heat, we then had a Santa Ana wind event, and now we're seeing these fires burning, so it's all just kind of a bad chain of events. And there's a new condition being linked to COVID-19, and it's not only among people with the virus. Dentists around the country are seeing an upsurge in teeth damage, something they're attributing to stress. The pandemic is taking a toll on the nation's teeth. Dentists are reporting a surge in patients with cracked and chipped choppers. Everybody's under a lot more stress since this. People are working from home. Uh, they're zooming from home. They're not sleeping properly, so they're clenching and they're grinding. And this is leading to fractured teeth. Dr. Mark Sclafani of One Manhattan Dental says the solution is to relieve stress. Exercise will help. And wear a mouth guard at night to protect your teeth while you sleep. And another packed Trump rally, this time in Michigan, is stirring controversy today. A reporter from the New York Times says she was ejected after tweeting, crammed in crowd, not many masks. Moments later, Trump campaign tracked me down and escorted me out. Trump fired back at the state's governor for this jab. I think the biggest threat to the American people it's the American president right now. You'd be doing even better if you had a governor that knew what the hell she was doing. You got to open up the state. And first daughter Ivanka Trump is accepting a challenge from The View's Joy Behar, who expressed skepticism about the COVID-19 vaccine. 
And by the way, I will take the vaccine after Ivanka takes it. Ivanka tweeted, deal, Joy Behar. I would come on your show to do so. I trust the FDA and so should all Americans. With COVID-19 outbreaks erupting on college campuses across the USA, now the surrounding college towns are sounding the alarm. 19 of the 25 worst COVID-19 hotspots in America are college towns. Oxford, Mississippi is home to the University of Mississippi. Ames, Iowa is home to Iowa State University. YouTube pranksters, the Nelk Boys, are coming under fire today for allegedly going from campus to campus, hosting wild parties like this one at Illinois State University. The knuckleheads are being accused by campus officials of encouraging students to ignore anti-COVID precautions. In other news today, it has now been 19 years, 19 years since the terror attack on America that changed this country forever. Back in 2001, the nation banded together in an incredibly inspiring way. But as we observe this solemn anniversary, this time the nation's more divided than ever. It's a 9-11 memorial service unlike any we've seen in 19 years, with two rival ceremonies pitted against each other. The official ceremony was held in Lower Manhattan as the names of nearly 3,000 victims who lost their lives on that terrible day were pre-recorded and played over loudspeakers. Michael Andrew Bacardi. But that did not sit well with many families or with former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani. I find it disgraceful that their names are being recited, pre-recorded. I take the tape recording and burn it. The other rival ceremony was held a few blocks away, and here the names of the fallen were read out loud live. Juan William Rivera. On this stage behind me, family members are reading the names of their loved ones who perished on 9-11 as they've done year after year. Daniel W. Song. As is tradition at both ceremonies, families stood with photos of lost loved ones, hugging each other for support. In memory of the heroes. Vice President Pence was there with his wife, Karen. He attended both ceremonies. He greeted Joe Biden with an elbow bump. There was some social distancing and most of the people wore masks. A troubling statistic is coming to light. At least 44 first responders from 9-11 have died from COVID-19. The actual number is feared to be much higher. President Trump and the First Lady marked the day in Shanksville, Pennsylvania, paying homage to the hero passengers and crew who lost their lives on Flight 93 when it crashed into a field there. 19 years ago on this day, at this very hour on this field, 40 brave men and women triumphed over terror and gave their lives in defense of our nation. 9-11, the day America will never forget when the country came together as one, united in grief so different from today. And we'll be right back. Next, war on rats. On the front lines as these dog owners do what they can to eradicate the rat epidemic. Plus, actress Candace Cameron Bure and the shocking photo she just posted. 
That's her husband. He can touch me anytime he wants. And the gender reveal dad will never forget. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. While the cat's away, the mice will play. But in the case of deserted cities during the pandemic, the rats have been having a field day. And now it's war. These dogs are on the front lines in the battle against rats that have taken over cities during the pandemic. The rats have become more aggressive, looking for an ever-dwindling supply of food. Their usual source, garbage, is in short supply due to restaurant closures. Let's head out. Richard Reynolds is a dog show judge by day, but at night he hits the streets looking for rats with his Bedlington Terrier, Marcus. Move him down, move him down. I got plenty of rats here. He's like a general out in the battlefield. a boy. Well done. Tonight, he's put together a rat posse of six dogs and their owners to hunt rats in New York City's lower Manhattan. But the dogs sniff out the rats wherever they may be, in dumpsters and garbage piles. It's a dog and mouse game all night. We got a little one. This rat escapes by running under a car. This one runs past the dog and gets away. Coming right to you. And check out this rat. It scampers right up to a dog, almost bumping into him, and then hightails it out of there as the dog gives chase. Ah, come on, guys. Jimmy Hoffman's Patterdale Terrier, Mighty, is one of the best rat chasers. Here the pooch jumps in the garbage, sniffs around, and finds a rat. Dogs work as a team. This one spots a lone rat scampering down a sidewalk and gives chase. The rat gets disoriented, runs the other way, and runs right into the direction of his partner. Got him. This pile of garbage right next to a children's playground had the most rats. The dogs go wild. By the end of the night, there were 21 fewer disease-ridden rats on the streets, thanks to these determined people. Ooh, you probably need us to go to a commercial now, which we will do. Actress Can- Candace Cameron Bure is defending a photo she posted with her husband, an image that some may think is a bit racy. Candace Cameron Bure says sorry, not sorry, over this touchy-feely photo with her husband. I'm sorry if uh, it offended you. I'm actually not sorry. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm glad that we have fun together after so many years, and um, he can touch me all day long. The controversial image shows her husband with his hand on her breast as they pose outdoors on a wooden bridge. Those are so beautiful. The Fuller House star's devout Christian fan base went into a tizzy when she posted the image. Posting that publicly is a tad creepy. Get a room. After the uproar, Beret deleted the photo, but then reposted it. Most of you love that post that you just saw. And for all the Christians that are questioning my post with my husband's hand on my boob, my husband of 24 years, thinking it was inappropriate, um, (laughs) it makes me laugh because it's my husband. We have so much fun together. 
In 2014, Candace sizzled on Dancing with the Stars. She's posted other PDA moments with her husband, Val. Back in April, he gave her a birthday kiss. I love you. I love you. And last Valentine's Day, she posted this photo kissing her husband while their three kids pretended to look disgusted. He can touch me anytime he wants, and I hope he does. Like, this is what a healthy, good marriage and relationship is all about. I love you. I love you. When we come back, a gender reveal oops. Finally today, this didn't exactly go as planned. It's a gender reveal party. Oh no, the blast of blue powder hits dad right where the sun don't shine. Down dad goes. You gave it to me the wrong way. Everyone has a big laugh, except for dad. No worries, Daddy was okay just a few minutes later. That is Inside Edition for today. I'm Deborah Norville. Thank you for watching. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next time. When you're committed to raising the standard, you're bound to ruffle some feathers. At Happy Egg, we like to say we farm differently. But in reality, we produce eggs the way people used to, by partnering with local small family farmers who raise our happy hens on eight or more acres. Because in our opinion, farming shouldn't be complicated. It should be happy. Choose happy with Happy Egg. Visit happyegg.com and look for the yellow carton at a store near you. Happy Egg. This is Stephen Colbert, here to talk to you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is our podcast of The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. I'm here with my producer, Becca. Becca, what can people expect on the podcast? The extended moments, for sure. For instance, if I'm talking to Tom Hanks for like 20 minutes, only 14 of that ever makes it to air because we just don't have time. And Tom's a jabberjaw. You know, he's a chatty Cathy. But it's all gold because it's Tom Hanks, and we put that on the podcast. We do. Yeah, that's value added. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, John Stewart here. I am here to tell you about my new podcast, The Weekly Show. It's going to be coming out every Thursday. So exciting. You'll, you'll be saying to yourself, T-G-I-T. Thank God it's Thursday. We're going to be talking about all the things that hopefully obsess you in the same way that they obsess me. The election, economics, earnings calls. What are they talking about on these earnings calls? We're going to be talking about ingredient to bread ratio on sandwiches. And I know that I listed that fourth, but in importance, it's probably second. I know you have a lot of options as far as podcasts go, but how many of them come out on Thursday? I mean, talk about innovative. Listen to The Weekly Show with Jon Stewart wherever you get your podcasts.